Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oak Bridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger Legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how you doing today? Dude, uh, uh, great. Every day's a holiday. Uh, I guess not this week because we don't have a game coming up. I know. So uh, it's kind of sad, but also I remember those great, you know, bye weekends, and it made me very happy when we had them. Definitely. Well, uh, we are uh, super excited to have Badgers associate head coach and wide receivers coach Mike Brown here with us today on his bye week. Coach Brown, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. We've had a bunch of the coaches on. I think you're the last offensive coach that we've been missing. So it's the, you know, you're the last key to the puzzle there and a huge key to the puzzle, considering just how many wide receivers are on this team now and how much more integral they are to the conversation and to everything that is happening with Phil Longo's offense. Before we hop into our conversation here, I want to remind you guys that we are presented by Bet Online, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at Bet Online. NFL season, by the time you're hearing this, it's kicking off tonight. Uh, it is college football. Week one is already in the books. No matter what your sport is, though, they've got it over there at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. So we'll just go ahead and uh, sort of hop right into it. I mean, I've got a bunch of uh, we, we, we've got a bunch of stuff we want to talk with you about. But let's go back to your your life, your intro to the sport of football, because you were for people who don't know. Uh, Coach Brown was an elite receiver at Liberty and quarterback. Uh, I mean, how many people are all conferences a quarterback and as a receiver? I don't know. There's not a whole lot, though, is the answer. But even before you're at Liberty, how did you sort of get into the game of football? Where did your football journey begin? Uh, well, I started playing football. I think I was about five years old and uh, started you know, playing flag and all those things. And uh, my dad was coach. Um, and so my mom and dad uh, owned a convenience store for a very, very long time. And so to be completely honest with you, uh, playing sports was my way of not having to work. Right. Because it's either I'm going to have to play a sport or work. And, um, you know, so I played baseball, basketball, football, stayed busy all the way, all year round and um, ended up doing that all the way through high school and, uh, you know, all the way through my senior year and everything. Uh, football ended up being my my love, my true love and um, probably the sport that I was best at. And uh, so that's what kind of got me to uh, to kind of focus on that path. 
And so when you are in your recruiting process, you ended up at Liberty and Liberty was an FCS program at the time you were there. They've since elevated to being an FBS program. Were you recruited as a quarterback or a receiver? I was recruited as a quarterback. Yeah, okay. I was recruited as a quarterback. So, but you played both while you were there. And so what was that sort of like to have to, you know, take on a couple different positions as an 18, 19 year old? I can only imagine how much work that must have been. Yeah, it was um, it was a unique situation. So when I first got to Liberty, I registered in my freshman, my true freshman year. Uh, and then going into my second year, the starting quarterback was going into his senior year and uh, he was a good player for us. And um, so that year I was just kind of, you know, I had a good camp and I had been doing some good things. And so they were trying to find ways just to get me on the field a little bit. And um, so, you know, they had like a little wildcat package for me that year. And then you know, I ended up playing a little bit of receiver that year um, as well, um, just kind of when we got into some 10 personnel sets and things like that. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, had a little bit of success then. And then um, actually going into uh, the following year, which was my third year, my registered sophomore year, um, I had a surgery, an elbow surgery, uh, a minor surgery, nothing major. And, um, you know, I was slated to be the next quarterback in line. And, um, you know, coach was a little nervous about the surgery and, um, you know, the amount of depth we'd have at the position if, you know, things weren't going great. So he decided to go and get a transfer, which I was probably not happy about at the time. Um, so he brought in a one-year guy and uh, we battled it out at quarterback all uh, spring long. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty good battle the whole way. He ended up, uh, you know, he, he, coaches – reasoning was he wanted his best 11 guys on the field and uh so I started at receiver that year and then I probably played I still had a package of stuff at quarterback so it's probably about 30 percent quarterback there but you know I always was in the quarterback means I always met with the quarterbacks everything so in my entire career I never was in you know wide receiver meetings and things like that um and you know that ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me man I you know I played receiver that year I had a really really good year um and uh, and then my fi final two years, it was finally my shot to play quarterback. So it kind of worked out a little bit backwards from the way most people do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was a great experience. And I was surrounded by really, really, really good coaches and, and great teammates. And so, uh, yeah, it's played out, played out well. It, it seems like that your experience is something that you can bring into what's going on in the today's day and age of the transfer portal and people coming in potentially coming in front of you and battling it out and potentially waiting, you know, for your time to come up. What's, what's been your experience and how have you helped the guys today with, with what you went through? Well, so tough, it, you know, just with the, the landscape of college sports now, I won't just say football, but college sports and, you know, the transfer portal adds a whole new dimension, you know, like when I was in, when I was in college, it's like, Hey, if you want to transfer, you got to sit out of here, you know, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. And uh, it made it harder to leave. And, um, you know, everybody, I think, I don't know, I want to speak for everybody, but I think a lot of people, at least at some point, right, especially their first year in college, because everything's so new, you don't truly know what to expect. It's going to cross your mind, right? It's going to cross your mind like, oh, man, I, you know, I was the guy in Pop Warner. I was the guy in high school. And now all of a sudden I'm not playing, right? I was charting plays my first year. So, um, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow um and i guess my best way of trying to explain it to guys is just sharing my experience like hey look i thought i was gonna be the starting quarterback and you know i came in my freshman year and uh you know there were a lot there was a lot of buzz about 
you know, we got to find a way to get this guy on the field and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden I redshirt, right? And then again, I go into, you know, going into my third year where now this, the guy that was in front of me is graduating and I'm the next guy in line. And then all of a sudden here comes the transfer, right? And so I've experienced some of those things. So sharing that experience, I don't know if it helps or not, but I try to, you know, share that. And, um, and then I talk about, you know, I was very upset at the time when coach was bringing in a, a new guy, but you know, at the end of the day, I had an opportunity to go down to Jacksonville. And the re- the only reason that I got a tryout there was because they went back to my redshirt sophomore year and watched the game I played against West Virginia and had a really good game as a receiver, right? And so, you know, I tell people, like, you never know why things happen, uh, the way that they happen. Everybody's journey is different, uh, but you got to trust the process, right? Um, now, with that being said, I think there are, you know, certain situations where you know, maybe there's a situation that is, isn't right, you know, is a bad situation or whatnot. You know, there's changes and things like that. I understand that side of it, too. So, um, you know, there's benefits for, um, you know, to it. And there's obviously some things that I think is good for young men to to go through a little adversity, to have to sit. And, um, you know, I think you learn a lot, you know, from sitting behind people and learning from people um, and waiting your turn. I think there's a lot of character building in that. And I think there's a lot of skill development in that um, and having some consistency about where you are. And then obviously seeing it from this side, um, just the the team uh, atmosphere, the you know, the, the team building, the trust in the guys that are around you, I think, that's the part, um, you know, that is, you know, it's tough to sustain, you know, if you got guys that are coming and leaving and things like that. And so, um, like I said, man, there's there's a bunch of sides to it, right? A bunch of arguments either way. Um, but, I, you know, again, I just share my experience. I share my perspectives. And then, you know, at the end of the day, the, the young men are going to make their decisions. So, Wait, Coach, you bring up, a uh, you said coming and going. Because it's an interesting year for the Badgers with uh, new coaches, new players. Um, a lot has changed mm-hmm. uh, in the course of like six months. Um, no more fullbacks. <laughs> Man, that hurts. Uh, you know, when you guys get down to the goal line, I'm, a, I'm a pumped to see a fullback. But then you got Braylon Allen back there who looks kind of like a fullback. <laughs> Not so much like I looked, but um, – but damn, he looks good, man. Um, but you mentioned coming and going. And I've met Coach Fickle and I've heard him speak at a couple of events. And he said he wants guys there and he wants to keep that room tight. How do you do that in today's day and age? I mean, your experience and what you're saying, I love. But how do you like put that into into action? Well, I think it starts with recruiting. You know, to me, everything is about, you know, to me, the most important thing in life in general is relationships. Right. And it all starts there. Uh, you build relationships with the guys um, throughout the recruiting process and as you bring them in. Um, now, is it 100 percent? You know, full, no, it's not. Right. But you build relationships, you build trust. Um, and I think as as coaches, it's our job to be honest. Right. With, with where guys stand, whether they agree or disagree, um, I think it's, it's important for us to be honest with them. And, um, you know, you try to build a culture that guys believe in, that guys buy into. Um, and when guys buy into that culture, I think it uh, lessens, you know, some of the, the transfer stuff. I mean, people are going to, there's going to be attrition every year, right? That's the reality of, of just about everywhere in America, right? There's not going to ever be a team that's the same the next year or a room that's the same the next year. But uh, you try to minimize that by just being authentic, um, by sticking true to the things that you've preached throughout the recruiting process and, 
um, you know, throughout your time that you that you've had recruiting and coaching these guys. And I think more than anything, you know, these these young men are looking for people that they can trust. Um, they're looking for consistency. Um, and then obviously they're looking for a place that, you know, kind of fits and feels like home for them. So it what blows are, my mind. Yeah. It just blows my mind from like when you and I played. The only time the room changes when dudes got came in every year. And now you're you're right. It's it's the NFL. It dudes can come in and out each year. I just think that's so it's hard to wrap your my brain around since I didn't I was in the NFL for a, a cup of coffee. So I don't I didn't get that that go around, but it's just I feel bad for a lot of kids and I feel good for a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's great for some kids to get out of a situation they really don't want to be in. But man, I, I just, it's just so hard to, I mean, to Bernie, what you have two transfers in your entire time at Wisconsin. One of them was Alex Lewis, who was a Juco, like him and Brian. And, Calhoun. Um, oh, and Calhoun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very, very different, you know, two transfers in five years versus whatever, like 16, just in this off season, I think for the Badgers. And so you talk about those relationships and in the receiver room itself. Now, how are you building those relationships with all of the guys who transferred in all the guys who were there? And then, you know, you've got, you know, new, what new freshman and Tretch and, you know, who you didn't really recruit. Right. I mean, like he, you know, you got to know him, I'm sure like at the end, but he was recruited by the, by the former staff, you know, for the most part. So what has it been like building those relationships and how is that going? You know, it's tough, man. It's, I say it's tough just because, you know, the time that we we came in, right. You come in, uh, you know, we get hired just before Christmas break. The guys are doing are in bold prep, right? And so then we go, and then you know, you kind of get to know the guys you're recruiting, the the treachers of the world, even better than the guys that are in the room, because you know you were kind of staying hands off from the program. As far as me, right, Coach Vick was here, but um, and you know, you didn't get to really see those guys until mid January, and then our schedule is just so jam packed. It's like, okay, we're here. It's mid January, and then. I've got to learn an offense. So we're in meetings all day. And then all of a sudden we've got to meet with the guys and prep them for spring ball. And it's like, it's just go, 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 go. And uh, it's nonstop. And so, you know, you don't have a lot of time to just sit down. Hey man, guys, you know, we had some things, right. They came over to the house. We went and did some things out in the community and things like that. But, you know, we haven't had a ton of time to do things like that. And then obviously once the season gets here, it gets even more crazy. Right. And so, um, from that standpoint, is I haven't gotten as much time with the guys like one on one as I would like, um, but it just it's just, it's an everyday thing, man. You're building it every single day in the room, and just about being consistent with who you are, what you do, what you're preaching, um, standing behind those things, and understanding that you know trust isn't something that a lot of people give freely; it's something that's earned, and uh, you know we have to earn that from them. And, and vice versa, right? And, you know, the, those guys got to be consistent and earn trust from us. And um, I think it's important for us as coaches to realize, though, that, that we have to do the same, right? You can't just walk into a place thinking, hey, you, I'm your coach, so you have to trust me. You know, it doesn't work that way. Uh, so it's something that's that's earned every single day. Uh, it's earned every single day. You, you be consistent. And, again, it just goes back to just being authentic and being true to who you are. And uh, I think guys can see that. Guys can feel that. Uh, guys will know if you're, you're not – who you say you are, um, and that'll turn a lot of guys off. And so, um, you know, something that, you, like I said, you just build every day with consistency. Attention athletes. Do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti. 
Our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anicetti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. So Coach, you mentioned learning a new offense. I, I have to assume this is not easy. Um, you have to learn a lot of different things in, in the offense. What's the ramp up been like under Phil Longo and what, what has your relationship been like with him? It's been good. You know, like it's, it's, a, it's been a pretty good learning curve, right? Because it's different from a lot of the things that even I've played in or coached in. And so um, there's a lot of things that I had to learn, I had to learn to kind of see the the game through Phil's eyes. And, um, you know, he's done a good job of just, you know, something that takes time, right? Something that takes time. And then I'm learning it. And then it's almost like the next day I'm trying to teach it. Right. And so, <laughs> um, you know, I tell the guys all the time, I said, listen, man, there's going to be some things that we're going to have to adjust. We're going to have to change. This is year one for all of us. We're basically learning this thing together. And so I, I think when, you know, things like that happen and it's like that across every room, across the board, all the way offensively. And sure. Sure. And so, um, you know, I think that's why, you know, it, it takes time, right? It takes time for us to learn. It takes time for the chemistry to truly get built. Um, but it's something that you just keep chipping away at, chipping away at, chipping away at, and you continue to learn and grow and learn and grow. Um, and ultimately, you know, you hope you're playing your best football at the end of the year. So what do you think has been like the toughest part of that transition for both you and the players in terms of the new scheme? Is it like, is it just understanding the playbook? Is it, you know, running different routes? Is it timing? Like what has been like the toughest part for them to pick up and the, or the thing that you guys have been working most on? Yeah, I don't think, and again, I'm speaking from the coaching side. I don't think it's super tough to learn, but there are a lot of uh, nuances, right? And, um, you know, you just imagine a guy that's been in an office for two years, right? Or three years. And all of a sudden, they know exactly where the quarterback's looking. They know when they're the first part of progression. It's not necessarily just knowing what my route is, right? It goes far beyond that. And then a quarterback being, uh, you know, getting in a rhythm and finding trust and understanding and feeling how guys run different things where, you know, it, there were so many things we had to sort out in the beginning, right? Like, who's going to be our starting receivers, right? Who's going to be starting whatever, you know, and um you know, once you figure that out and then it's like, OK, well, now we got to get these guys used to playing with each other uh, within the system, get the guys used to the system. And so, um, yeah, I think timing is probably part of it. 
Um, but again, it's just more of them getting comfortable and learning all the nuances within, you know, the, the freedom that they will have uh, here and there um, and understanding when it's appropriate to use certain things. And so um, they've done a really, really good job. It's just, these guys are really, really smart, right? Smart football players. And so they picked on, up on it really well. Um, you know, there's hardly ever a time where guys bust. You know, there's times where guys, you know, may, you know, try something that wasn't applicable to the situation, right? And uh, things like that. But as far as, you know, being in the right places, um, you know, guys have done a really good job of that. So if I were to, if Bernie and I were to come in, walk into Mike Brown's wide receiver room, uh, what? How would you describe the vibe in the receiver room? Like, how, and how do you sort of run your receiver meetings? About like this interview, man. You know, I'm the same guy all, all the way around, man. So, you know, I try to keep it light. I try to keep it as an atmosphere that guys are comfortable, uh, comfortable asking questions. You know, I'll ask a lot of questions. You know, we're going through the film. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll say, "Hey, why'd you do this?" Just to hear them. You know, hey, why why'd you run that route this way? Just to hear them um, explain to me through their eyes, you know, because a lot of times they can teach me stuff. Right. They're out there and they're feeling certain things. They're seeing certain things that, you know, you may not be able to see on the film um, as clear. And so I think that dialogue is good. And then, you know, me offering them different ways uh, to attack it and different ways to do it. And um, and then we go back to, to the drawing board and we try it different ways the next time. But uh, it's very interactive. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just myself and uh you know i think we have you know i like i hope they're having a good time in there i hope they're comfortable in there um you know they do a great job asking questions and i, I think it's a pretty uh pretty open room I, to me it looks like they're having a lot of fun because they're playing really well i mean from a a, a fan i always call us couch potatoes because we are now um it just looks like they're enjoying it and and playing at a high level what's been your most excited like coaching point from week one to beating Purdue at Purdue at night. Like what has been your, over those four weeks, the most exciting thing about, about the wide receiver room? Their effort and their effort, man. Like you see guys, like we preach effort, right? Effort and attitude is the number one thing in this program, right? And we talk so much about who you are without the ball in your hands, right? It's great when you got the ball and it's cool. You go, you make that miss and you score touchdowns and all of that. But who are you with when the ball is not in your hands, right? Are you a selfish guy or are you a team guy, right? And so, you know, anytime I, I look and see a, a big run on film, I'm like, oh, how'd that happen, right? We got to the third level. What are, what are the receivers doing? And, you know, there's been times where guys are sprinting away from the backside. You know, I think it was uh, Chez, or Yeah, Chaz had a really long run. It might have been against... Was it Buffalo, the crazy one who kept bumping? Mm -hmm. bump, yeah, bump that was people. Buffalo. And all of a sudden, here comes Will Pauly sprinting from 50 yards away, throwing his body out there. And then, you know, he's just as happy as Chez is. Like, things like that are the things that make me happy, right? Everybody's going to run, run around and catch balls and do all those things. But the things that um, you don't come – nobody came here to block, right, as a receiver. Um, so when they take pride in things like that, it tells me a lot about who they are, and it tells me that they're buying into what we're doing. Uh, the other stuff will come, right? The other stuff will come just kind of as they get more comfortable and um, and things like that. But uh, the effort is one thing that's a non-negotiable. And it's something that has repeatedly uh, gotten better and better and better each week. And so we got to continue to build on that. And I think, um, you know, good things will, will happen from that. So I know we've only got a couple more minutes here, but I want to ask you about 
Coach Fickle and your relationship with Coach Fickle because you joined the, the Cincinnati program, I think, in 2019, and you were with uh, Coach Fickle and those guys for four years at Cincinnati before coming over to Wisconsin. And so just talk to us about your relationship with him and sort of why you chose to make the move, because I'm sure you could have had a lot of jobs across the country. What made you want to you know, stick with Coach Fickle and some of these other guys from that Cincinnati staff and come to Wisconsin? Well, you know, I didn't know Coach Fickle at all, right? I had never met him, never talked to him, didn't know much about him. I wasn't a huge, like, know everything about college football kind of guy uh, growing up. Um, you know, I was I was a guy who was in between jobs, looking for a job and got an interview. I was like, great, it sounds great. Coach Fickle sounds awesome, you know? And then, um, you know, I came in uh, on my interview, uh, ended up getting hired. And um, there's a moment there that, that really stood out to me. It was like one of my first meetings that I had. He, I don't even know if he'll remember this, but one of my first meetings that I had with the guys by myself, uh, he came and sat in on. And, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you did not trust me. Like, why is he sitting in the back of my meeting? You know, there's 10 other coaches here, you know. But uh, he sat in there, didn't say a word. You know, I'm running my meeting. I finished my meeting up. And, uh, you know, the guys leave and, you know, he sits down, uh, stays after. And the first question he asked me is he says, man, all right, how can we make this a better experience, a better situation for the guys? Right. And not me, like not what's how can, And it was it was the amount of detail that he paid to um, even how the room was set up. Like we flipped the room from facing one way to face another way and put, you know, different things on the walls. And he's like, I just want to make this the best experience for those young men. Right. And that's been who he's been from that day forward you know he hasn't changed right and so I love the way he runs his program you know he has guys ready to run through a brick wall he's got a little bit of old school mentality to him where he's still pushing kids um you know that was the one thing that really stood out to me is just about the care for the guys and um you know everything that we do is to convince them first right yeah we're going to do some things to inconvenience them as well right just to, to make it a little tough but uh, at the end of the day, right, there's, a, there's this grandmaster plan, but the, the guys are first, right? And, you know, we come second to that, which is what I believe in. Um, and, again, he's done a great job just establishing a culture, maintaining the culture uh, throughout the time that I was with him at Cincinnati. He pushes us as coaches to grow. Um, and so it was a no-brainer, right? It was a no-brainer to not only stay with him at Cincinnati, but then to also uh, come here with him, uh, with a guy that I trust and a guy that, uh, has been good to me and treats my family. His wife is awesome. Um, and she she's helped us. My wife and I got married my first year there. And, you know, she she helped us through that whole process and um, everything that they do with the families has been great. My wife loves it, so it's you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of benefits to it, man. <laughs> as long as your wife loves it, that's that's all that's all that matters. I guess I should have said that first, right? Oh, my wife. <laughs> um. I just have to, I have two more questions. I, you know, you mentioned uh, Will Pauling. I love his play. What's it like bringing him from Cincinnati to come to the Badgers? What's he like in the room? We've had the pleasure of meeting with him. He was amazing to to, to interview. But what's he like behind? You know, interviews are different than being in the room. And how important was he to to be to come over? You know, I think. Um... He was a very important. He's a good player, right? He's a good player, but he's an even better young man. And I think his impact on the room is far beyond any catch that he's had or, you know, any play that he's made. I guess not to say any throw he's made. But uh, <laughs> you know, his, his impact on the room and, and raising the guy's uh, level of competition around him, um, I think has been 
the best thing about it, right? He's been around me and, and I've coached him for two years now or two years at Cincinnati uh, before coming here. So he kind of knows what my expectations are. He knows, you know, how I teach things and things like that. And, you know, it's an awkward situation when you come in as a new guy and then you're a young guy on top of that. But you know what the coach wants, you know, and, you know, and so you're the most familiar and then to try to be the first guy in line or, you know, things like that just to show the guys like that's a that's a tough thing to do. Right. You're coming in and you don't really know anybody on the team. And, um, you know, he did a he did a great job with that. And, um, you know, the things that he did in the weight room, his competitive nature kind of rubbed off on the guys. And I think it just kind of raised everybody's kind of level of interest, level of play, level of competitiveness throughout the entire room. Um, you know, and then obviously it helps that he's a, he's a pretty good football player on top of that. So, um, but love having him here, man. And, uh, you know, all the, all the guys in the room are just great. Like we don't have any bad kids in that entire room, which is the best thing ever. And so um, I'm looking forward to it, man. I love those guys. Love them to, love them to life, man. So, well, we love them, too, because uh, it's exciting to watch. I mean, it really is exciting to watch the Badgers, even without a fullback. I'll be I'm OK <laughs> with it. Um, Coach, my last question, you know, from game one to, you know, the Purdue game, it looks like huge offensive steps. I mean, like ginormous. Where do you think this offense could go as if they keep working hard? And I mean, like what what is, is the sky's the limit? scoring 50 points like what what do you what do you think could happen now if you think i'm gonna get on here and tell you we want to score 50 <laughs> points my goodness no i i think um you know i do think there's a lot of potential right there's a lot of good football players um in this offense we have a lot of potential we got a, we got a long ways to go uh we got a lot of things to clean up um small things here and there but like i said man the guys across the board are are hard-working kids that are bought in and when you have that uh, you have a chance to be really, really good. And so we'll continue to build on it, man. And, and yeah, I guess time will tell, right? Time will tell. we got to continue to be consistent. Um, obviously, got to stay healthy. And, um, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take this thing as far as it'll go. All right. Well, we'll get you out of here on this on a non-football question, Coach. It's something we've asked every coach that's come on here. Since you've come to Madison, what is your favorite place to eat? Ooh, favorite place to eat. Oh, that's a tough one, man. It's some, just some a lot of good places. That's the point. There's so yeah, many good places. A lot of good places. I'm a I'm a big sushi guy. I love red. Red's a, Ooh, okay. a really good one. I'm on like a little sushi tour right now, so I've tried a couple of different ones. Red's probably my favorite so far. Um, you know, steakhouses. You know, rare was really good. Giant Delmonico is really good. I don't know, man. It's too many. Don't put me on that. Don't make me do that one. <laughs> Well, if you need food <laughs> advice, we one thing we have discovered is that James Thompson apparently is like the biggest foodie around. So go ask James for places to eat because he will. He has all of the answers. That's one thing I was, we learned. At I was talking to James the other day, actually, and uh, he's apparently a pretty good cook, too. So I'm not surprised. I'm going to make yeah. I'm, I may have to get some homemade food from him, you know, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> We'll that it. sounds fantastic. Well, listen, Coach, we cannot thank you enough for taking some time to hang out with us here today. And thank you to everyone listening, uh, no matter where you are watching, um, and for tuning in to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Network, presented by betonline.ag and Oak Bridge Wealth Management. And so uh, we appreciate everyone for tuning in. And until next time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.